Defended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. Do you like that radio? Do you like that radio voice I just did, Katie? No, not really. And welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your host, Tricky, and Katie, Katie Naked Lady. Take it away, boy and girl. Naked lady. <laughs> you, sa- you sound like a wannabe big brother. Hey! What's the... Uh, Previously on... No, no, what's the guy's name from uh, Wayne's World 2 where they like... They're like, this is what you look like? We, th- you, we totally thought you were going to look like something else. We thought you totally thought you were like... Han- oh, it's Handsome Dan. <laughs> handsome Dan. This is what you look like? And then they show the other guy and the other guy just goes, Hey! Hey! You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I gotta, I gotta find that clip now. I gotta find that clip now. Katie, go ahead. Hit him with our intro. Um, hi, welcome to Offended. <laughs> You're so bad at this. We're prevented, we're, I don't even know. What was I gonna say? I don't know. Presented by the Anything But Credible Network. You can find us on... There, found it. Okay, you can Apple TV. All right, our special guest right now, Wayne Campbell, Garth Elgar, Wayne's World, Wayne's World. All right, talking about Wayne Stock. Very exciting, big event. Everybody's excited, huh? Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a big concert at Adelaide Stevenson Park. Uh huh. It's just going to uh-huh. be a big party. You know, we got some uh-huh. great bands coming. Uh huh. Like Aerosmith. Uh huh. I just want to remind everybody that there's still plenty of tickets left. Uh huh. But that's no reason to wait till the last minute. Uh huh. Because it's just a a chance for the city of Aurora. Uh-huh. Gotta find, gotta find the one part. I know this is what an intro, what an intro we're having right now. It's almost like Katie's my, just, my Katie's intro. just like staring at me, not even like talking. Because I don't have to talk for the first two minutes of the show. All right. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, all right? All right, yeah, welcome to Offended. Let's just get right into it. Alex Petrangelo is no longer a member of the St. Louis Blues. He signed a, what was it, eight-year deal? I can't even remember a long-ass right deal. Uh, worth $8.8 million with the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas, what the fuck are you doing? It's a, it's a scary move to make. It's just, I don't, I mean, I, I love it because we didn't sign him. I love it. I did not want to re-sign Alex Petrangelo for the sole fact that he wanted a no-movement uh, clause, and that's what he got with Vegas, and I don't know. I just Does Vegas have more money to throw around than St. That's Louis? The thing, that's the thing I was thinking about earlier today. Vegas is acting like this is a fucking uh, video game out here, just throwing dollar bills left and right. They're in cap space hell right now. Uh, they're going to be in cap space hell for the next few years. I mean, just look at Chicago. They had two players that have, and Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, both have... Uh, $10 million contracts each. And the Chicago Blackhawks have just been fucking terrible the last couple of years because they can't move anybody around because they have these two large contracts like th- that they're stuck with. And Vegas has now uh, Alex Petrangelo's contract. They just signed uh, goaltender Robin Leonard to a big deal. They have Max Pacioretty, who also uh, has a big deal. Uh, so to me, I don't understand this move by Vegas. I guess, you know, it's a big deal. Alex Petrangelo, in the eyes of hockey experts, is like top three defenseman in the NHL, which I 1,000% disagree with. I don't understand that at all. To me, if you're going to be a top five or three defenseman in the NHL, I think like 
you know, maybe you should have won a Norris Trophy or at least been nominated for a Norris Trophy, which, Katie, that is the best defenseman in the National Hockey League, if you didn't know. Now you know. Okay. Petrangelo has never been nominated or have or has won that trophy. So, to me, I think it's pretty stupid that some consider Alex Petrangelo like one of the best defensive players in the league. I don't think he is. I think he's in the top 20. I don't even think he's in the top 10, personally. Um I just, I just think it's laughable, and like most people are looking at it. Well, like if you, I think if you go back like three years ago, before we won the Stanley Cup, I don't even think he's even in like talks as the best, one of the best defensemen in the NHL. I think it totally has to do with the fact that he was the captain for the St. Louis Blues when we won the Stanley Cup, and that just his stock just went through the fucking roof. But let's be honest, he wasn't even our best defenseman during the Stanley Cup Finals. So I just don't, I don't know, I don't get it. But welcome to the St. Louis Blues, Tori Krug. Uh, what a fucking signing that was. This was a guy on like the last like four or five episodes, Katie. I've been saying I want the Blues to go after Tory Krug, and motherfuckers, we did it. I couldn't believe it. I text like my uncle has texted me saying we need to go after Tory Krug, and I was like, I know, I know. And then when we signed Tory Krug, I texted my uncle, I'm like, holy shit, they actually did it. They signed Tory Krug, and he said, shut the fuck up. This is how shocked we are. The Blues <laughs> never go after players that you want. They never do. They never do, and they actually did this time. What a signing. I think the Blues definitely won this free agency. Um, I think the experts are kind of stupid, especially those fucking experts that say, hey, uh, well, the Blues aren't going to be a Stanley Cup contention team anymore without Alex Petrangelo as their captain, which I think is just laughable to me because it's not basketball. One person doesn't make or break a fucking hockey team here, okay? It's not like we're not playing basketball here where LeBron James can go wherever he wants. And he's going to get just going to go get another NBA championship, which congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers, by the way, just throw that out there. LeBron James. Um, but yeah, um, Tory Krug, St. Louis blues. Welcome to St. Louis. You're going to love it here. You and Robert Thomas just became best friends. Let's go. <laughs> Their uh, Twitter exchange was hilarious. It is. It was hilarious. Uh, and if I could, uh, you know, have some more, uh, magic here podcast magic i'm just gonna throw it out to the universe because it seems like the universe answered my fucking want with tory krug i want anthony duclair on the blues universe make it happen he's representing himself he doesn't have an agent i want him on the blues he was a 30 goal scorer last year get him on st louis get him on the blues let's make a deal let's fucking go let's go blues i can't wait for hockey to come back on january 1st let's go Oh, it doesn't start till January? I thought it said it started in December. No, I mean, I think the players wanted a little bit of a break, and they still got to get training camp and stuff underway. They still got the expansion draft coming up with Seattle. NHL's got a lot of moves going on. This is a busy offseason. Uh, really no break from hockey going going forward right now. I mean, obviously there's no games being played, but a lot of behind-the-scenes action going on right now, which I fucking love. I love this time. I love the offseason for hockey just because, like, there's so much going on. King Hendrick, Hendrick Lundqvist, signed with the Washington Capitals. I hope he can get a cup if the Blues don't win it this year. I want Lundqvist to just get his name on the best trophy in sports. Please let him win. Uh, One team I don't understand in this free agency, aside from Vegas, Golden Knights, um, is the Vancouver Canucks. They were so good in the playoffs. I mean, even kicking our ass. Moving on to the next round, they even had a good round, even though they lost. They ended up getting rid of their goaltender, which makes no sense. They ended up getting rid of, like, Tanev and um, – drawing a blank on another person's name. But they got rid of, like, two other players that were, like, key players for their team, especially in the postseason last year. 
And I don't understand this. And they ended up signing Brayden Holpe from the Washington Capitals. Phenomenal goaltender, but I would have gone with Markstrom. I think Markstrom was a lot better than Holpe was last year, and Holpe has more money uh, by his name. He's just a he's just a proven elite goaltender in the NHL. His and name's Holpe. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get like these moves that Vancouver did. They totally took a step backwards. Definitely not forward. I think Vancouver actually took like several steps backwards. And I would be shocked if they make the playoffs now next year. Just Especially with Holpe. Braden Holpe. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with his name? Holpe. This is funny. I'm on one today, boys and girls. Let's go. Tori Krug is a member of the St. Louis Blues. It's spoopy season. Here on Offended. We're changing up the format a little bit here. Uh, it's Wayne and Gar's birthday. It's their second Woo! birthday. Happy birthday to my boys. Um, the biggest two-year-olds out there. I'm trying to think if there's any other big uh, free agency signings. I'm doing this off the top of my fucking dome because that's how fucking good I am. Oh, um, shut up. <laughs> Always talking yourself up. Goddamn right. You have to in this world. If you don't, you're just a little pussy bitch. Just saying. Be confident in yourselves, people. Jesus Christ, walk in my TED Talk. That's good TED Talk. I know, right? Be confident. Be a little cocky. I don't give a shit. Fuck it. If you haven't noticed, most of the athletes that I really like are cocky as fuck. Oh, yeah. No, nobody has a a small head that yeah. you like. Michael Jordan. Conor McGregor. The Rock. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Chris Jericho. Yeah. I'm just naming wrestlers now. Anyway, I'm just stoked. Hockey, it just feels like even though it just ended, I feel like it, we're just we're getting started again. I don't know. And I have heard rumors and rumblings that um, this next season is going to be different. It's going to be like a 64-game uh, season compared to your 82-season, 82-game uh, season. Um, games might be played inside some sort of a bubble where it's might have fans, but the bubble isn't going to be just in like one location. Basically what they're saying is that they're going to have these teams just kind of, kind of what baseball did. They just kind of played like the same teams just kind of played each other over and over. Like apparently Canadian teams will only play Canadian teams. Um, the whole time. Yeah. For this upcoming season and then go into the playoffs. It will be a larger playoff format again, almost similar to what we just saw this past summer. Mm. With 24, I think they said 24 teams will make it in with like a couple teams getting buys, just like uh, last last summer. Which so, I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna work. Wasn't a fan of the teams that were top seeded teams getting buys. I think that kind of fucks with your momentum and mojo a little bit. So we'll see moving forward. We'll see if we get some fans in, whatnot. Back on the Lakers for a second on the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, LeBron James saying. He demands his respect after winning an NBA championship. And, buddy, I just got to say this right now. If you have to demand respect, you will always be number two. Pretty much. You got to own it. You got to own your shit and not demand respect from anybody. You just got to. Jordan never demanded his respect. Kobe never demanded his respect. To me, LeBron James, if you're demanding that, man, that just I think that just solidified you're always going to be number two. I hate to say it because I actually like LeBron James. One of the people who actually does like LeBron. I think he's a great basketball player. But shut the fuck up, LeBron. Just shut up and play basketball. Oh, my God. (laughs) Holy shit. I am on one today. Let's get into the face and heel of the week. Let's go. Oh, okay. Already? Yeah. Okay. My face are my uh, beautiful boys, Wayne and Garth. Best two-year-olds I know. 
Um, we've had him for literally a year and a month, so it's been a pretty good past year, I would say. They're the easiest dogs I've ever fucking owned in my entire fucking life, especially from puppies. So, yeah, that's that's my uh, face. And my heel are actually heel young bucks. What? Yeah. You don't like them? No, I do like them, but they're the heel of the week because they're the fucking heels. All right, of AEW. So basically, you have two faces. This yeah, week, pretty much. Because a heel is supposed to be something that Shut you didn't up, like Todd, for the week. But they're heels. Yeah, but you're you're screwing up the segment of the show, Katie. I'm confident about my choices. <laughs> I'm not demanding you to understand or respect anything. Okay, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, no, the Young Bucks were fucking dope. We'll talk about AEW here in a little bit. One-year anniversary show, which Katie is still your undisputed offended predictions champion, which I got to update. And, you know, I didn't feel like posting about it today. What? Like, you didn't give me the respect that I deserve? There you go. Now you're cutting it like a wrestler. See, that makes sense. That makes sense what Katie's doing here, LeBron, because I didn't post about it. So that makes sense, okay? That makes sense, all right? It just makes sense. Are you calling me the Michael Jordan of predictions? Fuck no, I am not. You'll never. Don't you ever put Katie, Katie naked lady, and ever in the same sentence as Michael Jordan ever again. I think Michael Jordan would like being next to naked lady. That's debatable. That's debatable. Maybe when he had his Hitler stash in that Heinz commercial, Heinz commercial, whatever that underwear commercial was. Yeah, it's Heinz, but Heinz is German, you asshole. Oh, that makes sense. That's probably why Jordan did. He's like, huh, watch this. I'm Michael Jordan. I can do whatever the oh fuck God, I want. that's terrible. Stop talking. It's probably what it was. Michael Jordan's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm Michael Jordan. I saved a cartoon race from aliens. Okay? I can wear this fucking Hitler sash. Continue on with your face and heel. <laughs> uh, my face of the week is Bill Burr uh, just fucking destroying fucking white women on Saturday Night Live. Fucking unbelievable monologue. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend going to check it out. And along with Bill Burr, well, actually, with Bill Burr on Saturday Night Live, um, he also did, what was it, the uh, Samuel Adams Oktoberfest beer skit was fucking phenomenal. Is it going to be today? You good? Is it going to be today? You going to punch me? Make sure you grab your Wheaties. I don't remember that one. When they're... Like trying the beer and like he's like spits oh, out the beer, oh, oh. but he's talking to his son. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He's like, I hate you, Dad. He's like, Oh, is this the day? Is this gonna be the day? <laughs> I like how the first beer he's like, No, don't like it, don't like it. And then it's he like goes, it shows what the, the empty, fuck was that? It shows the empty glasses. It's like, Oh, it's not too bad. Yeah. I'd drink it if it was the last beer in my fridge. Well, I like how they show people taking like the test of a beer. And, like, some people are sipping it, and they cut the Bill Burr, and he just chugs the whole thing. He goes, okay, time to test it. And he just chugs the whole thing. He's like, yeah, it's not good. It's kind of shit. And then he goes up to the, the uh, sampling counter and just grabs a whole other beer for yeah. himself. It's, like, his fourth <laughs> beer. That's a great commercial. I feel like Sam Adams should just run that commercial. Oh, they should. They totally should. Just like Dunkin' Donuts should have ran the one with Casey Affleck a couple of years ago. When they're, again, b- ripping on Boston people, being like, hey, I fucking love Dunkin', all right? Smoke a couple of parliaments, take a huge dump, then I go over the Dunkin' and, you know, get my drink on. I don't remember that one either. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that one. I fucking love Duncan. <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh, Poor white it, women everywhere. And, oh, fuck them. Fuck you, Karens. <laughs> you idiots. Oh, my uh... God. And then, like, I was kind of like um, Bill Burr was saying, like, all this shit. He's like, I'm probably going to get canceled. 
and he's ripping on all these white women during the monologue and basically he proved himself right like he proved his point yeah he totally proved his point and it was hilarious and it kind of uh brings to my attention is cancel culture finally coming to an end here did bill burr kind of like wake up some people a little bit and be like hey shut these fucking idiots up that get offended by absolutely nothing there's nothing wrong it's a fucking comedy show it's a joke the fucking shit that was said on weekend update was way worse than what bill burr said during his monologue oh yeah bill burr didn't even compare to that usually bill burr's pretty uh even michael che was like this is a dark show today yeah like so uh i don't know people were kind of waking up to the fact of like cancel culture needs to shut the fuck up and like just go away and only come out when you're needed like when it not, really, not when it really, really matters. It's like adding too much salt to the food. Like everybody likes salt. Salt's a good thing sometimes. It was just funny. Like the next day, um, well, that night, white women were just going nuts on Twitter, and it was like, oh, here we go. Bill Burr's getting canceled. It's actually happening. Then the next morning, it's like every normal person woke up like hungover after a night of partying, and they saw Twitter, and they're like, shut the fuck up, you idiots. There was a woman. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I can find it. But there was a woman on Twitter where um, she was complaining about how Bill Burr was like, I just can't. I can't with him. This is the, He's disgusting. He's disgusting. Can we be done with Bill Burr? And, like, somebody took a screenshot of it and, like, put it up. It's like, look at this. Look at this basic white bitch. Like, look at her. Look at this <laughs> fucking idiot. You're proving his point, Karen. And then you go and find her uh, Twitter account, and it was gone. She deleted it. So I guess she was getting just murdered on Twitter. Well, I just think before you speak. Mm-hmm. So maybe. I love it. I think Bill Burr may have end, ended cancel culture a little bit here. We'll see. We'll, well see. That might be nice. I think people kindly are finally uh, getting a little woke to that, even though the woke people are the ones that need to be canceled. Oh, shut up. Not all woke people are bad. Uh, some. Majority of them are. Majority oh. of the woke people are being like, that's pretty much cancel culture, Katie. Well, if you have to describe yourself as like, I'm so fucking woke, then might be the problem that, that's but there that's are woke people point. out there who are like just sure sure just like they don't need to it's like you know don't give me the respect or whatever don't ask for the respect it's like there's you just, know what yeah sorry yeah i was just saying like if you have to like pronounce that you're woke all the time and then you're woke then you're the white bitch right. sorry sorry i love you but i think people are finally coming to their senses about cancel culture and everything and how it they just need to take a step back because you're oversensitive oversensitizing people like way too much right now everybody gets so offended by the littlest things that like should not be getting offended by like you really shouldn't be grow some balls uh that's offensive okay be a woman be a man and just grow the fuck up stop getting so offended by everything just walk away who gives a shit like who gives a shit and um one of my things my heel of the week was going to be ksdk channel five that was going to be one of my heels of the week just because they keep posting so much bullshit on their Facebook lately. It's just blowing my mind. Like, I feel like every day I'm commenting on a KSDK, like, news report that's either already been reported months ago or they just keep rehashing, like, the same shit. Like, the uh, watch out for the can- watch out for the ecstasy that looks like kids' candy for your kids on Halloween. First of all, uh, drug dealers aren't giving their drugs away for free, you fucking idiots. No, nobody, no, 
Secondly, if you see a piece of candy in your kid's fucking candy that doesn't look like, I don't know, name brand stuff, maybe don't give it to them. Don't eat it. Right. You do a little candy check before you uh, eat the candy. It's like That was like one of the things I was like, this gets posted every single October. And literally, you never hear anything about it from actual parents because it doesn't fucking happen. And then... One person was like, where does it say Halloween at? I only see it because, like, there was a drug bust and it looks like kids candy. And it's like, dude, why do you think it was posted in in the month of October? Apparently this drug bust happened two months ago. But, hey, let's run the story in October. You stupid fuck. Wow. I didn't know they were – I don't think I follow them. Don't. You'll just get annoyed. And it's just like so much stuff is just proven false – and you're like, oh, the first U.S. confirmed case of getting COVID twice just happened. And it's just like, no, it hasn't. It, there's been one. Actually, like several employees for the WWE have tested positive more than once. It can happen. Yeah, it's already happened like a bunch of times. Like in KSDK's like reporting out fear mongering people being like, hey, it's it's just now happening. It's like, no, it hasn't. It's already happened. And then I got into it with somebody, and I posted a legit article being like, Kayla Braxton from WWE on getting tested positive twice and getting cyberbullied for getting tested for testing positive twice. And that person, guess what? They never responded. I'm just saying, use your fucking brain. Why don't you Google search some shit first before you start opening your mouth? It's just a little research. But my real heel of the week in terms and speaking terms of Google searching stuff. My heel of the week are the woke people that vandalized the Chicago Blackhawks statue in Chicago. It was on Christopher Columbus Day. Actually, rewind. It was on Indigenous People Day because that's really what it should be. Um, And they were vandalizing it because, hey, we're sticking up for Indigenous people. Hey, stupid fucks, uh, maybe do some research first. I'm on your side. I'm on the side of it should be Indigenous People Day. I'm on that side, clearly. And that, like, you know, like, it's like the there's a Jackson Indians is a Southern Missouri high school. Like, they're changing their names. Like, yeah, yeah, that should that should be changed. Or the, right. the Redskins. I get that. Like, that. Right. Those are offensive terms. And people who are Indigenous and Native Americans have come out and said, yeah, we would like those changed. Right. So, cool. Let's do it. Exactly. But. But the Chicago Blackhawks, for those that don't know, the Chicago Blackhawks became became an NHL team in 1926. Uh, also in Chicago, Chief Blackhawk is loved and revered by the city of Chicago. So what does the city of Chicago and the NHL do? They name an organization after him in honor of him because he is so loved in the city of Chicago. That's right. The Chicago Blackhawks are named after Chief Blackhawk. The face and the logo the logo of their team is Chief Black Hawk's face. They're honoring him. That's like saying, like, if the Lakers change their name to the Kobe Bryants. They're honoring him. They're not disrespecting him. They're honoring him, people. Fucking wake up and do some research first before you think you're being the fucking woke douchebags out there vandalizing some shit. Because guess what, what you did now? You disrespected Chief Black Hawk and his family, you stupid fucks. Yeah. And if, if, I don't know, I just, because I'm a white bitch, I don't want to be a Karen. I just kind of default to, uh, what do the people who are affected, what do the minorities say when the issue is specific to them? Right. That's but, and then I'm like, okay, I'll back you up there because it's right. not, I don't, 
I don't have a say in what's offensive or not when it comes to anything that's not white women. Right. Okay. So why don't you why don't you ask right. the people that may or may not be offended? Right. And then let's go with that. Right. And I will say this too, with Halloween coming up, um, I did see a video today of like a person ripping on woke people for about Halloween costumes and stuff coming up too, which I also agree with. Obviously, if you're doing blackface, get the fuck out of here. You're a piece of shit. Like, don't do that. But if a little, like, three-year-old girl wants to be the, uh, what's her name from um, Moana? Is it? Oh, it's Moana. It's Moana. Yeah, I forget. I, I always, yeah, that's a Disney Maui. character. I'm thinking Maui, but Maui's the rock. Yeah, if a little girl wants to be Moana, let her be Moana. She's three years old. Just let her be Moana. And it's a fucking fictional character. It's not fucking real. Hello. She's not a real person. Holy shit. Like, it just blows my mind. The woke people need to take a step back. Sit down. Worry about yourselves. Worry about your own lives. And if somebody gets offended by, like, actually offended by something that should be, like, something that they should be offended by, then maybe jump in. That's all I'm saying. But other than, but until then, shut the fuck up. Sit down. And just shut the fuck up. I don't even know how else to put it. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Cool. Hit that on the fucking head. I'm on a goddamn roll today, Katie. <laughs> it's because it's our boys' birthdays. I don't fucking care. Oh, shut up. It's shut up. You're such a douchebag. Oh, shut up. All right, uh, before we get in the songs of the week, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, our boys, the Anything But Credible Podcast. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible Podcast, a.k.a. the ABC Pod. Fellas? Hollow. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended Podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for him. Quarter Russia wants you to believe in some real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod. And Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash the monster mash it was a graveyard smash he did the mash it caught on in a flash he did the mash he did the monster welcome back from my laboratory season still in effect here we're gonna do something that uh, I'm gonna rip off the going off topic podcast right cool that'll be in a little bit um, wait till we get there. Uh, shout out to Dak Prescott. Hopefully, uh, you get better soon. That was a nasty, gruesome fucking injury, uh, on Sunday football. Uh, Katie, do you remember his injury? Okay. I mean, his foot was just the other way. The ankle. Yeah. I didn't and look though. Did you not see when he went to stomp nope. down? When he like, nope. he like picked nope. up his foot and like, nope. sh- like slammed it down. Nope. Apparently, when they got to the hospital, the bone was sticking through the skin. <laughs> um, Can you not? 
I'm sorry. I'm just explaining what happened to Dak Prescott. Um, yeah, it just sucks. Uh, feel bad for the guy. However, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this. You're a, Dak is also a fucking idiot. He was offered, I think, what was it, a $125 million contract this past, mm-hmm. like, this offseason? No. I have no idea. No, I'm saying he was. He oh. was offered somewhere, oh. like, along the lines of either, like, 100 to $125 million. For, like, he would get paid, like, $50 million a year or something like that. Crazy amount of money. He turned it down because he thought that this upcoming season he could like bank on himself and make more money off that and become the highest paid like athlete in like American sports. Well, with him getting hurt now, I highly doubt that's gonna happen and he should have taken he should have taken the offer before because he's probably not gonna get anywhere close to that now. That sucks. It does suck, but don't be greedy. Yeah, don't be greedy. Like you're get like what's the difference between a hundred and like a hundred and Thirty million to one hundred forty million. There's no difference at that point. There's really not. No. You have mu- lifetime money. You, can still you, buy have, 10 you have yachts. Infi- you have infinity money at that infinity point. Infinity money. Like it's just crazy to me, but it sucks to see. You don't want to see that happen. Um. So get well soon, Dak. I'm actually pulling for you. I'm pulling for you. Hope hope you make a comeback. Uh how uh, I will uh, laugh at Tony Romo though when um. His foot was just to the side. Tony Romo goes, oh, I hope you, you better hope that's just a cramp. Got to be a cramp. <laughs> Tony, hey, his foot is hanging, all right? Ew. His foot isn't attached to his body anymore, all right? You fucking idiot. <laughs> Let's get into Songs of the Week. Songs of the Week! All right, you ready? It's Songs of the Week here on Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Podcast. Take it away, Katie Katie Naked Lady. Fuck you. Bleeding Heart by Andrew DeLeon. Okay. Yeah, that's my first one. Anything else on the song? No. It's a good song. It is a good song. I don't even know what it is. I don't even know why I said that. Did I pick it? It's a good song. Did I put it on your playlist is what I'm saying? Yeah, you did. I did? Yeah. Okay, well, I trust you. My first song this week is by Beat Out Doobie. Beat Out Doobie. Beat Out Doobie. Uh, and her song Coffee, uh, the original version. Uh, if you heard the Subway song, Don't Stay Away for Too Long. That's, that's actually sped up. And the original version is just her singing that song like acoust- on acoustic guitar. And it's really good. Ooh, Very slow. I would like that. It's on your playlist. I have not heard it yet. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Here, I'm going to play a little, let's play a little snippet. You want to play a little snippet? Yeah, let's play a little snip. A little snip snip. A little snip snippy snip snips. Snippy 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 snip snips. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. My ADD is going nuts today, if you can't tell. Coffee for your head. I'll get you up and going out of bed. 
so yeah that's how like the whole song sounds it's very relaxing very soothing it's a great song highly recommend checking out coffee by beat Doobie. i like that version i think better yeah i do too uh, i really like her a lot like she's becoming bigger and bigger and she's signed a dirty hit too so <laughs> you know i love her who else has signed a dirty hit oh just a small band called the 1975 oh really deal yeah, it's, oh, it's really? their record label. Okay, cool. I think Maddie and George um, run it. They produce it? I, I'm pretty sure they do. And it was announced this past week that Maddie and George are working on solo albums separately, and they will produce each other's album. Wait, what? Yeah. Maddie and George are working on solo albums each, and they're going to produce each other's albums. Well, that'll be fucking interesting. I know. I know. I know. They said the 1975 just needs a little break. They hit a decade. The music for cars era is over, unfortunately, which is really sad to hear um, because they've always talked about like ending the band like before, like it faded off into like obscurity. Well, that sucks. I know. So we'll see. I bet you they come out. They're too big not to come out with another album together. So I honestly feel like Maddie got the better end of the deal because Georgie already produces Matt's music, Mm -hmm. but I feel like Matt doesn't produce George's it's music. Maddie Maddie and Georgie or Maddie and George Maddie and George okay whatever George has a very deep voice when he talks yeah and we play his drums and yeah this is a little this is a stupid little thing this is how I might voice waddles okay I'm gonna go with my second song <laughs> it's seriously just stop it's very appropriate for this moment by some girl named Anna for the love of God, stop. Yeah, that one. I actually really like that song. When it first uh, came on Alt Nation a couple weeks ago, I was listening to this. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I listened to it again. I'm like, this is actually like really unique. I like this song a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good song. Uh, my next song is Take Me to Where Your Heart Is by Q. It's just the letter Q. Um, I want to say this is a cover. Um, I'm going to play a little snip. This is the last snip I'm going to do, obviously, because I've been doing it a lot in this episode. But I want to play. Um, I want to play this song. If you recognize the song, tweet at us, message us, or if you know me, text me because I really cannot, for the life of me, figure out if this is a cover or not. music by the way just the way these instruments are this feels so 90s i know what it is it just hit me i it just hit me i'm so into you tell me that you want me to what's that song uh i'm so into you I don't know the rest of the words. I'm me mumbling either. it. I have no idea. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Does do. that ring yeah. a bell at all? Yeah. Oh, fuck. What is that song called? I got to Google search. Hey, why don't you get off your phone? You're on a podcast here. Jesus Christ. We're listening to the fucking song. Not anymore. Not I, anymore. I don't know what song you want me to. Well, it's your, it's your turn. Oh, you want me to just say my song? <laughs> it's I Can Hardly Speak by Bombay Bicycle Club. Is it? Was it? 
I Can Hardly Speak That's by... a great song. It's, it's kind a... of like a folky song, mm-hmm. like a Scottish-Irish folky song, but not. Mm-hmm. So I like it. It's a really good song. I think I found the song. I think it's just called I'm So Into You. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. I don't know where it is, but I like that song though too. Yeah, I I would sing it, but it's going to ruin it. What is it? How does it go? Hey, boy, I love you so. I never, never, never gonna let you. Is that it? I don't know. That's what you sounded like you were singing. Yeah, I'm singing. If you know what we're singing, please message us because it's driving (laughs) us crazy and we don't know the words to look it up. All right. Let me clarify it's driving Todd crazy. I don't really care. So help us out here. God damn it. What's your next song? Or did you already say it? I just said it. Oh, yeah. What was it again? The, uh, I Can Hardly Speak. Yeah, that's it. All right. Good song. Um, my next song, since we're in spoopy season, I'm going to pick We Are Chaos by Marilyn Manson. Ooh. It's off his brand new album, which, by the way, Marilyn Manson's new album is fucking good. I listened to it. It was pretty It's really pretty good. good. It's really good. It's actually kind of like, it's kind of slower. I was going to say, it's like, kind of not Marilyn Manson. Yeah, it's really good. So... It's more alternative than like hard rock, in my opinion, on this album. Yeah, I would agree. I really like it. Really like it. Shout out to Marilyn Manson. That's a really good album. It's very different from his other shit. This is that new shit. Rebel, rebel, bitch, bitch. Rebel, rebel, party, party, six, six, six. And don't forget the violence. I love that song. <laughs> this new shit by Marilyn Manson. I love that song. That Who song doesn't? gets me fucking hyped. Let me just tell you. If I'm going to play a hockey game or anything like that, if I'm playing like a sport, if I need to get hyped up, I turn that song on and I'm just like, let's fucking go. My fourth song. Are you fucking ready for the new shit? All right. What's your fourth song? It's Holy by Justin Biebs. Wow. I'm surprised you like that song. Featuring Chance the Rapper. I like Justin Bieber. I also like holy, Chance the Rapper. Holy, 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 It took a few times oh, to God. grow on me. It's totally like, like, it. like a Chance the Rapper vibe. I think he, I think Chance totally like wrote it, p- produced it. Yeah, I think he totally produced it because that's totally sounds like a song that Chance the Rapper would just do by himself. But I like Chance the Rapper too. I've seen him live, so yeah, you've seen him live. Yeah, I went to Electric Forest um, in like 2015 or 16. Count. It was like the headliner. All right, well. I didn't like the rest of Electric Forest. I'm not a camper. Yeah, not a festival I goer. I don't, like I don't really either. do the drugs. Um, yeah, you know, I don't do the drugs. I don't okay? do the drugs. I don't shoot weed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, my next song is by this band called The Talking Heads. I don't know if you ever heard of them. <gasps> I know what song you're gonna pick, and I love this song. Psycho Killer. Such a spoopy good season. Such a good one. Psycho Killer. Yeah. I want to do it run, act- run, 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 run away. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God, such a good song. If you if you guys have never heard Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads, just get fucked. All right, get <laughs> fucked. All right. What's your fifth and final song? Fifth and final song is by a good good old band, um, Led Zeppelin, 
and it's Kashmir, 1990 remastered. Is that the yeah the six minute song? Yeah. Have you heard the Puff Daddy cover of that? No. He doesn't cover that song, but he uses the sample of that guitar in the in his song. It's not on Spotify, and it drives me crazy because this is one of my that is one of my all time favorite like rap songs ever made, and the song is just so badass. And Jimmy Page is actually like doing the guitar like for him. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's just it's off the god like the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla movie. It's off that soundtrack, and it's just. It's awesome. I don't even know how else to put it. Like, it is one of the most badass songs, like, ever made. Well, just the, the guitar alone is one of the most badass guitar. I, I don't even I don't even know what to call it. It gets you hyped. Yeah. Um, and my fifth and final song this week, which will be your song of the week, which you'll hear in its entirety at the end of today's show, is by a band called The Backseat Lovers. And the song is called, how would you pronounce this? Kill kill by a girl? Where am I even looking? Right there. Kill be girl? Kill be girl? Song is just I mean, the more and more I listen to the song, the more and more I'm falling in love with the song. You know what song I'm talking about, Kenny? No. Oh, she was nineteen. Oh yeah. There's a part towards the end where it's just like a fucking just guitar solo and it's fucking amazing. It's just so good. Yeah, like, the whole part at the end is, like, that whole last, like, two minutes of that song is, like, a solo, and it's just so damn good. This is this is in my top 20. And spoiler alert, this is in my going to be in my top 20 for songs of the year. Like, oh, really? Doubt. Yes. I love this song. This song deserves to be bigger than what it is right now. It's just an indie darling right now, and it deserves to be on the main show, all right? Okay. That's all I got to say. And that was your Songs of the Week. Make sure to go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify. Defender Presents Songs of the Week, which has finally been updated. Woo! So go check it out on Spotify. All right, moving on. It's spoopy season here on Offended, and it's the best time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. It's literally the best time of the year. You can go fuck yourself, Christmas. Hope you die. <gasps> fuck you. Night Before Christmas is a Christmas movie, by the way, Jim. Hate to fucking say it, but it is! You're not even here to defend yourself. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Uh, but anyway, it's spoopy season here. And on the Going Off Topic podcast, I think they just did. I haven't listened to the episode yet, but I read the synopsis. And it said it was a um, like a Halloween death match, basically, like... I think that they were taking, like, who would win between these villains. So we're going to rip you off, Kyle Fauché. But if you're listening to this, you should go listen to the Going Off Topic podcast. Make sure to go check them out. And if you don't know where to find them, just go to anythingbutcredible.com where you can find Offended. You can find Anything But Credible. You can find the Going Off Topic podcast. So make sure to go listen to that episode because this is what we're doing here today on Offended is we're going to do a little short eight-person tournament. Uh, we're going to go through this comment rather quickly to get to our final segment of the show, which is an AEW review. Um, but we're going to do like a little eight person tournament on the best Halloween horror villains. Um, we're just going to do it really quickly. All right. All right. Yeah. You ready? All right. First round. First round. We're going to go Chucky versus Jason Voorhees. Who do you got, Katie? Which one's Jason Voorhees? Uh, hockey mask. Jason. Slasher. 
Oh, definitely Chucky. What? Yeah. Over Jason? Yeah. We're talking about who would actually win. Jason doesn't die. You would you would go Chucky is like no, that is terrible. I am not confident a, in my I, answer. I am not allowing Chucky to move on like past Jason. I no. told you this was a bad idea because I don't do horror movies. That's fine, but like Jason Voorhees is the epitome of horror, like slasher movies. He is the slasher genre. Like, so is without, Chucky? without Jason, there is no Chucky. I'm, Jason Voorhees is moving on. I'm sorry. I, that's, I'm sorry. I can't allow <laughs> Chucky to move on past Jason Why would Jason you even Voorhees. make it an option then? Because I thought you would obviously be like, oh, duh, Jason. He's the epitome of Halloween. Like, I've never seen Jason movies. you never seen Friday the 13th? No. The very first one is fucking phenomenal. No. Like, the first one is, it's not like... Uh, normal like slasher movies. It didn't become because Jason Voorhees isn't even in the first one. What? You don't know who the killer is in the first movie? No. What? I don't. I've never seen the movie. Do you want me to tell you, or do you want to watch it? Well, let's, let's watch it. Don't ruin it for me. Wow. This is crazy. This is like Friday the Thirteenth is considered like Star Wars, like twist endings wise. Like it's a great ending. No idea. Oh my god, that blows my mind. Right. Moving on, we got Predator, the Predator, you know the Yeah, I know who Predator is. Versus the King of Horror. King Kong. Without him, there would actually be no Jason. And that is Michael Myers. Predator. What? Yeah, he's scary bad motherfucker. I'm always gonna choose a supernatural thing over the real person. That's just horrible. Michael Myers is Michael Myers. Like, yeah, but the Predator is a fucking alien. He, I mean, his movie says it. Halloween. We're picking who's going to kill each other in battle, right? No, we're picking, like, who's better. We're not actually picking, like, who would win in a fight. We're picking, like, who is the true epitome horror villain of Halloween. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm I was saying. A, And Jason was would totally like, murder Chucky. I can't even, like, that's... I was thinking, like, gladiator style. No, 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 no. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, I rescind both of that's my a, last That's a good picks. topic, though, for yeah, a different podcast. that's totally what I was thinking, that it would be a gladiator style, like, who would come out alive. No, 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 no. Oh, definitely Michael Myers. Yeah, I'm talking like epitome, like the epitome of just Halloween. Who represents Halloween? Like, oh, spoopy season. Okay, well, the, my first one I still don't know. Wayne is so upset that you took his toy away. Look at his face. Look at his face. Oh, he's sad. <laughs> <laughs> he's real sad. All right, so Michael Myers will move on. Uh, next up, Freddy Krueger versus Pennywise. Oh, I've never seen the Freddy Krueger. Which are fun. Those are fun movies. Those are those are fun slasher horror movies. I guess I would say Freddy Krueger probably. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Freddy Krueger. It's just he's just an icon. Like, like in, I know who horror. he is. Yeah, he's just a huge icon in horror. Like, we'll see if it comes down to it. I kind of set this up on purpose to have it come down to these two people. <laughs> So Freddy Krueger moves on. Uh, Next up, we have Ghostface from the Scream movies versus the Xenomorph from Alien, the Alien. I would say Ghostface. Yeah, Ghostface for sure. That was iconic in the 90s. Ghostface 
Scream revitalized the horror genre in the 90s. I think that I every Halloween party I ever went to through grade school. You always saw that mask. At least two. Yeah. There was remember a, the ones yeah. that would bleed? Yep. And there was lime, the button. lime green ones that would glow in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So for uh, – I thought I was very clever one year in Halloween. I was about, I want to say, 11 or 12 years old. Maybe maybe 10 even. I don't even remember. I'm trying to think of what grade I was in for this. I had to have been at least 12. Um, but I had a ghost face mask that bleeds, but I was wearing a blues jersey, and it was bleeding blue. We put, Ooh. like, water, like, coloring, like, in it. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It leaked everywhere, though. Mary Jo totally fucked it up. <laughs> it's like... But it was, yeah. Made, it was, made for it was water. bleeding blue, and I was, like, wearing a blue jersey. I'm like, I bleed blue. Well, that's pretty creative. Yeah. I thought that was clever. Yeah. But ghost face moves on. Sorry, Xenomorph. Sorry, Predators. And sorry, Predator and Alien fans out there. Fuck yourself. All right. Um... So hostile. God, I'm on a fucking roll tonight, baby. Let's go. That was disgusting. That was that was disgusting. <laughs> All right, second round. We're going Jason Voorhees versus Michael Myers. I don't know. Yeah, this one's tough. This one's really tough. Um, because without Michael Myers, there is no Jason Voorhees. Michael Myers is. The, the reason why slasher genres even exist. Yeah, I think he was, I want to say Halloween was like the first slasher movie ever made. Um, And it has that banger of a fucking soundtrack too. Yeah, we listened to, uh, what was that podcast? With the making of the music? Oh, Song Exploder. Yeah, yeah. They, the podcast where they uh, break down John Carpenter's um, Halloween theme. It's really cool, and they play the new version too. Which the new version is the version I'm talking about, with like the guitar like added in and everything. And it's just like it's like a fucking beat to it. But it's so crazy how low budget the first movie was. It's insane, and how low budget he, it was an indie he, movie. He had like for him producing the sounds that he needed to produce. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, I guess we'll just play with this when you this <laughs> instrument wa- here. When you watch like the making of Halloween, like I think it's. Uh, 40 years old now probably um maybe close to 50 oh that makes me feel really old um there it was an indie halloween was an indie movie and they're like yeah this no name but this no name actress you know it was like one of her first movies and her name was jamie lee curtis <laughs> i think that was her first movie i think when you watch halloween i think it says introducing jamie i think lee it curtis. does too actually yeah. so yeah that was her very first movie ever made uh fun fact I always like it when I see a movie and it says introducing because it's just so like unique and it's something that you don't see a lot in movies. Like it's a, their first movie. So like I think it's always a, like a cool tradition for movies to be like that. Mm-hmm. If it's like a person's first movie. Mm-hmm. One other one that comes to mind is The Mask. Uh, it's Cameron Diaz's first movie. Yeah. I was just literally just thinking what's the other movie that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking Cameron Diaz, but I couldn't remember what mm-hmm. movie it was. And she's retired now. So. Oh, really? Yeah, she's been retired for a while. She hasn't made a movie in forever. That is true. Yeah, I think she openly came out and said that she was retired because she hated, like... Showbiz. She hated, like, the way people were treated in showbiz, and she hates, like, the paparazzi shit. Well, I read somewhere, too, and this could be just, you know, sloppy media and stories and all this bullshit, but Drew Barrymore actually helped Cameron Diaz succeed Mm -hmm. in the, the movie business because Drew Barrymore came out of such a fucked up childhood and pulled herself out that Cameron Diaz, mm-hmm. I think was either struggling with 
Right. I don't know if it was substance abuse or abusive parents or something. I don't know what it was, but she was really like not making it. And then they end up doing the, um, where's the three, the three women? Charlie's Angels. Yeah. I was thinking Destiny's Child, but they sang for that. What was I just watching last night with Drew Barrymore? In it? And I was like, I miss Drew Barrymore. Like I miss her being in stuff. Can her and Adam Sandler just do one more movie together? They did recently, didn't they? I thought that was Jennifer Aniston. Oh, it was Jennifer Aniston. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But um, one more good movie together. Yeah. Just one more. I just miss Drew Barrymore. She was she's one of my favorite actresses, I think. I really she's just funny. And like everything that she Oh, it was Saturday Night Live. That's I was watching an old episode of Saturday Night Live because that Peacock fucking app is amazing. It has every single episode of Saturday Night Live ever made. And Saturday Night Live from like the nineties, like early nineties to like two thousand, I wanna say like two, is fucking bomb. That is the best time for Saturday Night Live ever. And just watching like an episode, um, like from that genre with like Will Ferrell, like this cast was insane. I want to, we're going to pause spoopy season for a minute. So I want to pull up this cast. This was, I watched an episode that was right after nine 11. It was so funny. Katie, I said this to you last night. I'm like, look at Sean William Scott's shirt. Stifler. It's like, look at his shirt. Something that you would never see worn on Saturday Night Live right now at all. And it's just, it just said America rules. America rules. <laughs> Like, and it was so, like, the episode was so patriotic, and so, like, we love America, yeah, America rules, fuck you, Afghanistan, wherever, whatever country. The Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, like, the opening thing with George, with Will Ferrell's George W. Bush, he's like, Osama Bin Laden, you done messed up, buddy. <laughs> when the country is united. Yeah. I'm gonna read off this cast. And I have to... I might. I kind of want to do a poll of like what cast, like what era of Saturday Night Live do people like more? Because like for me, my favorite cast might be this one, but at the same time, I think back to like nineteen ninety, like one, and that cast was like Farley, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, that Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. like David Spade. That cast is fucking hilarious too. And then you also have like the first, the original cast also, like Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd. John Belushi, all of them, they're amazing. And then here's this cast from, I'm going to go with season, this is season 27 of Saturday Night Live. This was from 2001 to 2002. Uh, Let's see, where's the cast? All right, here's the cast. Rachel Dratch, Jimmy Fallon, Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, Anna Gastar, Daryl Hammond, Chris Kattan, Tracy Morgan, Chris Parnell, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, Horatio Sands, and Seth Meyers. I would say that this is probably one of my favorite casts, too, just because of Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and Maya. What's her name? This was Amy Poehler's, like, first year. But what what's Maya? Maya Rudolph? Yeah, yeah. I love those three together. Like, they are, like, probably the first right. group of females that have been, like, stars of the show and right. actually funny for what they're doing and what who does the wah wah debbie downer rachel dratch yeah yeah and for me like this was the golden era for jimmy fallon and horatio sands every skit that they are in together is just comedy gold and every skit that will ferrell is in is just obviously comedy gold like that doesn't even need to be said anything that will ferrell did in that from like 97 on to like his final season which i think this was his final season which was oh two Every skit that Will Ferrell was in, you were laughing at. 
Like, Probably because he was like, I ain't doing that shit. Because it's Will Ferrell. <laughs> and, like, the one I watched last night with Sean Moon Scott, like, he's the one in the thong. He's like, hey, sorry I'm late, gang. Uh, it's Patriot Day in the office, and he's wearing the American flag thong. And Sean Moon Scott's like, what are you doing? Why? He's like, why are you wearing those? He's like, uh, why are long pants long? <laughs> I don't know. Thought <laughs> we show our patriotism here. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, got off totally got off topic there. Saturday Night Live talk. Peacock, go watch, go if you have a Roku, go download Peacock. It is one of the coolest. I think it is one of the best apps. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. If you, it's like Hulu, where um, if you want to pay like five bucks a month, you don't have to watch commercials. The commercials don't bother me. Uh, but they have like a very large movie selection on there too. I was watching the old school Frankenstein, like the original from nineteen thirty nine. Um, I kind of liked it. I liked what, it from what I watched. I liked it. It gave off like a very spoopy vibe, and I really liked it. But back to our Halloween uh, bracket. Shit. Back to our Halloween bracket. <laughs> we got so far- caught off guard. Jason and Michael Myers. I don't know. I don't want to make a decision on this one. I'm going Michael Myers. But Jason never dies. Neither is Michael Myers. I'm going Michael Myers because he's the original. Without Michael Myers, I mean, his movie is just called Halloween. Come on. I'm good with that. Yeah. Which you think is right underneath Tori Wilson's titties. Um, You're so weird. It's what? I'm looking right at it. There's a DVD that I'm propping up my mic on, and it says WWE Divas Undressed. Found it <laughs> in a box because uh, I used to collect wrestling DVDs. Funny thing, I looked on eBay for this DVD because I was curious to see how like, much it was because I know you can't find this in stores anymore because it's just totally outdated. If you want to talk about something it had canceled, it would definitely be this. <laughs> um, and on eBay, I think the cheapest one was like $80. Shit, sell that shit. I know. Oh, my God. It's just funny. It's just like, you perverts. Oh, yeah. And I, sure. when I got this, I think I bought this when I was like 13. So it's, I'm a 13-year-old, you know. Can't blame me. Would I buy it now? I would probably just download it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Next up, Freddy versus Ghostface. Um, this is a tough one because Freddy Krueger is Freddy Krueger. Icon. Ghostface, though, however, saved, in my opinion, the slasher genre in the 90s and re- totally revitalized the horror genre. Because if you remember after Scream, then came Final Destination, then I Know What You Did Last Summer, then Jeepers Creepers, all those movies came out after Scream. Because Scream just revitalized that whole genre. Um, personally, Scream 2 is better. But, um... Oh, I hate myself for this. I have to go with Freddy Krueger, though. I'm not picking these. These are too hard. I have to go with Freddy Krueger. I mean, Freddy Krueger is just an icon. And I was trying to set up Jason versus Freddy Krueger, but and we're here in the finals. It's Michael Myers versus Freddy Krueger. I'm gonna have to go with Michael Myers. Gonna have to go with him. I mean, his movie is just called Halloween. I think he represents spoopy season. Spoopy to the fullest. Yeah. So I think your winner of the spoopy bracket that represents Halloween to its fullest is the star of Halloween, Michael Myers. Congratulations, Michael Myers. stupid 
So that was your spoopy bracket here on Offended. That was your spoopy uh, segment. To do one segment. <laughs> Garth wants to be on the show. I don't know if I don't know if you I don't know if that came across in the mics or not, but he was just stretching. All he I heard was. Get... He's getting a big stretch. Oh, big stretch. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that was your spoopy talk. Uh, make sure to go check out the Going Off Topic podcast. And before we get into the AEW talk, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, our boy, Mr. Kyle Fauché with the Going Off Topic podcast. What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauché here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about. From movies, to TV, to music, to sports, to gaming, to anything really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauché, on Twitter, going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com too. So check it all out there, and I'll catch you on the next topic. Alright, alright, alright. Happy one year anniversary to AEW Dynamite! Woo! Uh, I love, 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 love that this is kind of how we end our show every week uh, with a little Dynamite recap. Um, it's quick and to the point we don't spend a lot of time on it, which I'm okay with. Uh, for I mean, I feel like a majority of our listeners don't really listen to wrestling or watch wrestling, so... Um, you can tune out as yeah. need be. Right. Or fast forward to the end, they hear that song by the Backseat Lovers, which you'll hear in its entirety at the end of the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, AEW Dynamite. AEW is on a fucking roll right now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I f- totally feel like when they get, when they're able to get back in front of fans again, when they're able to start traveling and going to these cities again, AEW is going to be untouchable. Like, I don't think anybody's going to hold a candle to them. I hope so for their business. I mean, you just look at like what they're doing now. I mean, and surviving in the pandemic and, thri- and thriving in the pandemic. Right. Um, and people are like making fun of them for not hitting a million views last night on their anniversary show. And it's like, guys, like NXT can barely make it to 700,000 people, like 700,000 viewers. Like I've said this before and I'll say it again. NXT needs to stay on Tuesday nights, go to Tuesday nights, Get your 800,000 viewers so AEW can just get a million every week. Okay? Okay. Because let's face it, uh, if you take those viewers, the viewership of NXT, majority of those people watch both shows. Yeah, they're both, I would say, rated for the same audience. It's not like John Cena is up there on one show and then like the, uh, what's a really, uh, the Battle Night, what is his name? Battlehawk, Roman Reigns? No. The guy that fought Moxley. Oh, the Murderhawk. The Murderhawk. So it's not like the Murderhawk and John Cena are competing. It's like the Murderhawk versus the Murderhawk. 
kind of show. You know what I mean? It's not like one's a very kid-friendly show is what I'm trying to say. I get say. what you mean, except NXT has just fallen so much in the past year, man. But NXT, NXT out of SmackDown and Raw was the most oh, adult-rated sure. Sure. out of the three. So it's not like it's going against one of the children, teenage for rates, sure. raiders. But I don't know how to how you Here's say that. the thing I feel like with NXT right now, and I this is where I think NXT is really hurting is the fact that NXT is, um, I think you can tell that somebody else has a hand in NXT right now, especially since they moved to the who? USA Network. Who? Who? Vince McMahon. Who? Because um, before Vince, I don't think, touched NXT. I think it was all Triple H. And also, on top of all that, you didn't have AEW. So uh, NXT is bringing in all these wrestlers from Ring of Honor and New Japan which, by the way, again, to the fans out there, they're like, oh, AEW can't stop signing wrestlers from WWE. But it's like, uh, okay, so why is WWE okay to sign everybody else from every other company then? Because they're WWE marks. For sure. It's fine. For sure. Uh, NXT last night was fucking cringe. And there's a part I'm talking about. AEW had some parts that were goofy. But their goofy parts aren't cringe. You're still laughing at those parts. AEW is built off of serious shit and goofy shit. Right. I don't know how else to explain it. It's a combo of both. There was a part last night where in two weeks on NXT, you're going to have Halloween Havoc. They finally brought back Halloween Havoc. They haven't had a Halloween Havoc. It was a WCW pay-per-view. Hasn't been in wrestling since 2001, 2000 maybe. Um, they finally brought it back, and this was something that the fans like wanted back for so long. Like, just give us Halloween Havoc. Just give us Halloween Havoc. Um, they're finally giving us Halloween Havoc back, but they're doing a stupid gimmick on it. And Shotzi Blackheart's like the host. But so last night, Johnny Gargano like beat up uh, Punishment Martinez, which that's not his name in NXT. That was his Ring of Honor name. I don't even know what is his name in um. I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh, my God. What's his name? Damian Priest. His name is Damian Priest in NXT. Johnny Gargano beats him up, and then Shotzi Blackheart's like, ooh, this is what's going to decide your fate here on NXT, and a wheel pops up. She's like, spin the wheel and make a deal. Ha, 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 It was so cringe. It was fucking cringe. And people, some people thought it was good. I was like, oh, my God. I'm sorry. Like, this is horrible. Like, this is fucking terrible. And NXT has fallen so much, and what I was basically getting at is because now that there's AEW, those wrestlers that WWE was signing in, they're not going to WWE anymore. The big-name indie wrestlers are signing with AEW now. Like, well, would, do you blame them? No. You have more creative freedom in AEW. If you're, if you're a wrestler who loves wrestling... You're going to go to AEW. But if you're a wrestler who just wants to make that money, you're going to go to WWE. That's, plain not even, that's not even true, though, either, because AEW, one, you have creative freedom. Yeah, but two, WWE apparently has been throwing out big bucks to okay. people to not sign with AEW on purpose. But do they give health insurance? Nope. Just saying health insurance costs a fuck ton. But I'm, and I'm basically saying, like, I think WWE is very lucky that AEW wasn't a thing five years ago. Say, where does Kevin Owens go? Where does Sami Zayn go? Where does AJ Styles go? Where does Adam Cole go? Do they go with their buddies or do they go to WWE? Right. 
right? It's just a th- little thought there. But anyway, AEW last night, very well, very well done. I really enjoyed the show. Uh, the people that are complaining about Miro getting pissed about his like video game getting broken, you guys are morons. Just let the story play out, and it makes sense. He's a video game nerd. Why wouldn't he get pissed about his like fucking video game getting broken? Like, why wouldn't he? The whole thing with him and Kip is that they're like they use their Twitch, like they're like big in the Twitch and playing video games. Why wouldn't they? Like, that's Xavier Woods' wet dream right there. Is to fucking just like have his gimmick be like a video game nerd. Just let it happen. Right. Just let it play out too. Like it's Miro hasn't even been in the company for over a month yet. Like, just let it play out. These same people are also the same people that fucking said Brody Lee was gonna be a fucking flop in AEW, and Brody Lee ends up becoming one of the most over people in the company. It's great. I love Brody Lee. Yeah, he's awesome. Total just a fuck you to Vince. It's great. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. It looks like uh, we got Miro and Kip Sabian going up against the best friends. Best friends versus the Revival. Phenomenal match. Highly suggest watching that match. Uh, my opinion, it was the second best match of the night uh, with FTR getting the win. I said the Revival, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Fuck the Revival. <laughs> fuck the Revival. It's because we were talking about it. That is why. Um, next up, we had, what was the second match? Oh, it was the Miro match. Okay. And then we had MJF coming out with a, with a big announcement saying he maybe might want to join and he doesn't know, possibly join the inner circle. Sammy Guevara and his big sleeves <laughs> were so dumb, but he committed so hard. That so. was hilarious. He had like a, apparently he tweeted out as a 5XL. Oh my god! Yeah. And he is one of the smaller wrestlers, right? And he he's got a baby face. Like I don't say that as in like a wrestling term. He's got like a young when he covered face. when he covered his mouth with the jacket after MJF gave him the jacket. Oh, I lost his, it. That was great. That was funny. Um, and Chris Jericho and MJF obviously they're setting up for a match with them at Full Gear. But next week Jericho goes, I think I know what you want, MJF. You want to go one on one with me with a steak dinner that's dumb it's so stupid But it was hilarious it would not have ever worked on a wwe product because aew takes their shit really really seriously in the serious parts and then they let the comedy just happen right with the other parts like this would have never worked for you want to know why it doesn't work exactly you want to know why it doesn't work for wwe because it's not overly produced right it just they came up with this idea they're that's, like, this is how we're going to sell it. You guys cool with this. And they're like, yeah, do what you I need to do. I think that's my major gripe with WWE right now is the fact of how overproduced it is. WWE is too, like, overproduced. Like, way too overproduced. Yeah, my biggest problem with WWE is that it's too, it's too overproduced. And, like, what I was talking about with my friend David yesterday is, like, NXT almost feels too perfect. In terms of their production, in terms of like their stage, their sound, their lighting, it's too perfect. And I think that's like the major thing that I love about 90s wrestling is that it's not overly produced. The stages are simple. You're not watching the stage like when you're like at like an AEW show. It just feels like an old school professional wrestling show. Yeah, no, I agree with that totally. I just love AEW's just been on fire lately. It's been great. But so yeah, we got Jericho and MJF with a steak dinner next week. 
totally going to set up towards full gear. Um, next up, we had the, in my opinion, the match of the night for the TNT Championship between Orange Cassidy and the TNT Champion Cody Rhodes. And we talked about this as we watched it. It's like Cody Rhodes is just such a big human being. Mm-hmm. He's such a, he's not as big as Dusty. Dustin. Dustin. I knew I said it wrong as soon as it came out of my mouth. He's not as big as Dustin, but he's a big guy. He's yeah. he's a heavyweight for yeah, sure. For sure. Um, yeah, the match was good. Uh, I love that the Dark Order's still kind of there. You know, like watching Brody Lee's back. Darby Allen looking like Sting watching from the rafters. I loved it. Creepy. Loved it. That's Spoopy. like that's some old Sting shit right there. I love it. Um, is he based off of Sting? Actually, I just thought about that. I don't think so. Not with the face painter. And or shout out to Darby Allen taking a picture with Steve-O recently. I guess he went skateboarding with Steve-O and it said, "Hi, I'm Darby Allen. Welcome to AEW." Oh, <gasps> what? Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so we'll see. So, and Darby Allen's uh, facing the TNT champion at Full Gear. I'm kind of hoping we get Darby, Orange, and Cody in a triple threat match at Full Gear. Maybe throw in Brody Lee, make it a fatal four way. Let's go. For the TNZ Championship. I'd be good with that. But the Cody Rhodes Orange Cassidy match goes to a 20 minute time limit draw. The match was just so beautifully done. The ending was perfect. I loved it. I love every second of that. Give me more of that. It was so good. But it ended in a tie. That, that's when the tie works. When you're telling, when the storytelling is that picture perfect. When Orange Cassidy was literally a second away from beating Cody Rhodes. That's how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you can pull off a draw in perfect fashion. I, I mean, I like the match. So yeah, match is good. Uh, next up, Big Swole versus Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. Solid, solid fucking match. This was Big Swole's best match since being in AEW by far. Great match. Great women's match. Shida picks up the victory, retaining the AEW Women's Championship. It's a phenomenal match. Uh, then it was announced that next week there will be a Fatal 4-Way tag team match, and the winner of the Fatal 4-Way will face FTR at full gear for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. And those teams are Private Party, uh, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver of the Dark Order, which I'd love it. They're on AEW every single week, baby. They did it. They they lived the They're American over. dream. They're over. Uh, Butcher and the Blade. And the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks go ham and super kick party. And everybody in the ring is at super kick party. Yeah, everybody. Yep. Everybody got kicked. I love it. Young Bucks are heels. I love every second of it. Let's go. Young Bucks versus FTR. Holy shit, it's actually happening. Fuck the revival, right? This This is a match like, what, four or five years in the making? Can they curse on their uh, pay-per-views? Yeah. I bet you they're waiting to do it on a pay-per-view. Uh, they can't. The WWE has a cease and desist on them. From, on Fuck the Revival? From from being elite. That's why they kept saying FTR. Because every time they would say Fuck the Revival, WWE's like, you can't say it anymore. What's their new name? The Revelation? For the Revolution. Fuck the rest. They'll probably say Fuck the Revolution. Maybe. My favorite still F-Bomb on the AEW pay-per-view. I think Moxley has both of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but my favorite one is Moxley after he wins the AEW championship at Revolution. Um, he gets on the mic, and he's talking to the crowd, and his music kicks on like really quickly and shuts off. And Moxley goes, hey, what the fuck? 
<laughs> I thought that was great. And speaking of John Moxley, your main event on AEW Dynamite for the AEW World Championship was John Moxley defending his AEW World Title against the Murderhawk Lance Archer. It's fucking great. I love how they were cutting back and forth throughout the night. First, it was Archer beating up Moxley backstage, and then you fast forward a little later on in the night, and then Moxley jumps Archer backstage, and then finally the match happens, and it's just a fucking fight. It's just a fight. It's just a brutal fucking fight. Yeah, it was good. It's fantastic. I don't like that Lance Archer changed his music, though. And yeah, what... I definitely like the old music better. Yeah, the old music was way better. And what were you wearing? Oh, the helmet was dumb. It was a throwback to the Ramones a little bit. I didn't get it. But, yeah. Yeah, it didn't, didn't like work. It. I didn't like it. Uh, but that match was fucking great. John Moxley retaining the AEW championship. Just barely. Yeah, just barely. And then after the match, Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Bros jump John Moxley. Looks like we're setting up for Eddie Kingston versus Moxley at full gear, baby. Eddie Kingston might become the new world champion. Eddie Kingston cut in a promo. This is what was so good about AEW last night is that it felt like a 90s episode of Raw or Nitro where the they ran out of time, basically, and the camera has and the show cuts out while Moxley's still getting beat down and Eddie Kingston's still cutting a promo. Like, that's old-school wrestling. Chaos. It felt like anything could happen, and it was just so fucking good. Basically being like, you want more, you don't want the show to be over, and you can't wait to tune in next week. It's like a live show. Which yeah. is what it should feel like, because live show things go wrong, things go unaccounted for. Right. So. Right, and after the show was over, a fan caught this. So the show goes off the air. AEW has not uploaded this to their site, which surprised me because this promo was so fucking good. I'm gonna play this promo in its entirety. It's a minute long. It's Eddie Kingston cutting this promo after the show ends on John Moxley. What a fucking promo. What a fucking promo. He spoke from the heart for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, Eddie Kingston, I don't, Eddie Kingston is a promo god. In the, the indies dude can just talk. What? In the indies? Yes. He's, Eddie Kingston's been like this for his whole career. Okay. okay. He's fucking awesome. If AEW actually puts the title on him, that would be one of the coolest in like emotional moments in wrestling history 
because he waited for so long and tried for so long to do well. When yes, and when COVID happened, he had to sell his fucking boots to like make payments on his mortgage. Oh fuck! So like he's doesn't have like a good upbringing and like all this other stuff, and he has fought tooth and nail to like just get to where he's at. And he's never been offered a contract on like WWE or anything like that because they thought he's too violent and like too like edgy i guess for them and he finally gets a big break with and with the nwa then COVID happens and the nwa isn't really a thing anymore and then he signs with aew and he's just breaking down the fucking walls man like he is becoming one of he's becoming must-see television every time he has a mic in his hand i'm glad yeah so if he wins like the championship it's going to be an emotional night for like wrestling fans everywhere He's probably going to cry. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to cry if he wins. I think Moxley's going to cry if he wins. Yeah. Like, and even if, like, he holds the title for, like, a week, it's still still worth it. You know, even if they hot potato it back to Moxley, like, quickly. Like, I don't think they would, though. I think if they hot potato it, I think they'll hot potato it to someone else. I think he'd be okay with it just to say he was a world champion. I'm just saying storyline, it wouldn't make sense for it to hot potato back to him. I think it would. Hmm. Differing opinions. I think it would. I think they can make it work. Especially if it's Moxley. Like, Moxley's pissed and he wants his rematch, like, now. And he, and he wins. I don't think it's a bad thing. Anyway. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Full gear coming up. Katie, Katie, Naked Lady is your predictions winner. She got Woo! all the picks correct. Except for the Orange Cassidy one, but she got a free pass last week for getting that. Game right. Yeah, fucking right. So she gets a clean sweep. Um, Yeah, uh, I think Jim was the only one that didn't get uh, w- all of them right because the match was a tie, so that prediction pushed. So nobody really lost that prediction. Right. But Jim picked Big Swole to win that match, so sucks to suck, Jim. Sorry, sorry, Jim Stoutsy. So we'll see what happens. We'll got more AEW Dynamite to come next week. Can't wait. Um. Big fatal four way match. I can't wait for that. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else. In two weeks we got Orange Cassidy versus Cody again for the TNT championship. It's gonna be good. Can't wait. They killed it. They fucking killed it. Yeah. yeah I'm that, good. Yeah. And that was your AEW Dynamite Talk, baby. Let's hit him with a one, two, three finish, and let's get the fuck on out of here. You wanna go with the one two you wanna start? You wanna start? Um sure. One, happy spoopy season. I actually really don't like Halloween or have never like loved Halloween till the last two years or so. Really loving it, really digging it. So happy spoopy season. Two, happy second birthday to my favorite things in the whole wide world. And three, Black Lives Matter. Nice, nice. Uh, number one, happy one year anniversary, AEW Dynamite. Just keep on rolling. Keep doing you guys. Because your show is untouchable right now. Uh, number two, welcome to the St. Louis Blues, Tori Krug. Welcome aboard. I can't wait to see what you have in store. I might have to get a Tori Krug jersey. I love this guy. Can't believe they actually did it. <laughs> Still can't believe they actually did it. And number three, we have a big uh, tournament coming up. Big movie tournament coming up. This is my number three. It's spoopy season. That's shout-out to spoopy season, obviously. But... Big 64 movie tournament coming up. It might be like three 
two or three podcasts long. Might be like two or three episodes long. A marathon. Yeah. Uh, it's basically what we did with the Halloween segment here. We're going to do with the entire anything but credible like network. We're going to do it with everybody. So we don't know when we're doing it yet, but it's coming. The list has been completed, and we're going to cut it down. We have a list of 100 movies, and we're going to cut it down to 64 here in the next week or so. So we're moving along with that. I can't wait for that. All right. Anyway, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at OffendedPod. Make sure to go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trick1042. You can follow KDK Naked Lady at on Twitter at Naked Lady with two Y's. With two Y's. Y's. How would you pronounce that word again? Kibley. Kilby. 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 Okay. Uh, make sure wherever you're. Uh, make sure to go check out anythingbutcredible.com for all your network needs with whether it pertains to offended uh going off topic podcast or the anything but credible podcast make sure to go there anything but credible.com wherever you're listening to this on apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, google podcast make sure to subscribe give us a five-star rating let everybody know happy spoopy season make sure to go follow our playlist on exclusively on spotify the offender presents songs of the week and that i think about does it for us on offended for Katie, Katie, Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. This has been Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. Bye, bitches. We will see you next week, and here to play you out is Kil- how you pronounce this? Kilby. Kilby Girl by the Backseat Lovers in its entirety. It's a phenomenal song. We'll see you next week. We're both throwing smoke into the night It's raining, I suppose you need a ride She said I've got nothing to do, neither do you There's a place down the road where we can waste the whole afternoon I overheard that she was 19 She's got a fake ID and the nose ring Those kind of girls tend to know things Better than I do And I'm trying to figure out what she's hiding Just playing it cool but she's lying Better than I do